Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, Hot Ones fans? This is Sean Evans, and welcome back to another edition of our classic interview series, where we crack the vaults of Hot Ones history and bring you some of our best hot sauce-fueled interviews in their full, uncut glory. This week, we celebrate Michael B. Jordan. What a swell guy Michael B. Jordan is. I was such a fan of his during Friday Night Lights, loved Creed, and then he comes to the Hot Ones studio, fresh off Black Panther, his star could not be hotter, and neither could the wings. Michael really suffered through his Hot Ones experience, but he delivered a Hall of Fame-worthy interview, and that's why I love this episode. So here it is, longer, uncut, more Michael B. Jordan, because the people demand it. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? For First We Feast, I'm Sean Evans. It's the show with hot questions and even hotter wings. And today I'm joined by one of the busiest actors in Hollywood, Michael B. Jordan. He's a bona fide leading man. You know him from his award-winning performances in Creed, Fruitvale Station, and Friday Night Lights. And you can catch him in one of the year's most buzzed-about blockbusters, Black Panther, in theaters. Now, Michael, welcome to the show. Oh man? How you doing, bro? Appreciate it. Appreciate good, good, it. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. On this uh, this press tour, excited about the movie getting ready to drop. But uh, you know, I had to stop in and uh, you know go through a little pain and uh, see what's going on with the hot ones. How are you with hot food? I'm okay. I like I like a little spice. I like flavor. I like being able to taste. You know, what I'm saying my food. But uh, yeah, we're going to push that to the max today. I love it. I love it. All right. So this first one is the humble house Ancho and Marita. I think it'll be a free throw for you. Okay. Let me start at the handle. This guy right here. Mm-hmm. That's good. So I want to start by taking it all the way back. I'll give you two curious details I heard about your childhood, and you can choose which one you want to elaborate on. Okay. Your sister once locked you in a dryer. <laughs> you used to set rolls of toilet paper on fire. <laughs> um, I don't let my sister off the hook on this one because I've definitely thrown her on the bus, like you know, for years uh, about the dryer situation. But uh, rolls of toilet paper. I was a pyromaniac growing up. I used to live next door to my grandmother. And, uh, she, you know, I would spend a lot of time, you know, at, at her house or whatnot. And, yeah, you know, you're sitting in the bathroom, you know what I mean, on the toilet, kids bored. You know, you're looking at, you know, she, and she used to always have, like, incense in the bathroom and matches and stuff like that. So, you know, the only thing in line of sight was the toilet paper, you know what I'm saying, get a match. And I used to just, you know. Spark that spark up. Spark that on fire. Just li- literally just would light it on fire or, like, take the incense and, like, poke it through the shower, the plastic shower curtains. Yeah, I had my fair share of whoopings <laughs> off of that. But, um. Yep. Did you ever catch a whooping for uh, racing cars fast and furious style as a youth in New Jersey? Yeah, you did your research, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, my dad chewed me out a, a bunch of times for, uh, used to go down to Avenue P, down uh, by Cineplex in Jersey City, and we used to like definitely like race cars and stuff like that. Fast and furious had a big impact on my childhood, so. Clearly. 
All right, Michael, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this next one is Louisiana. It's a classic. I'm on a diet right now, so this is like a cheat meal that I'm happy to take right now. The warm-ups <laughs> are good. We're good. So I read that you studied Heath Ledger's Joker in preparation for Black Panther. And then what I found most fascinating is that you lived Eric Killmonger for nine months, growing your hair out, drinking and walking around with a chip on your shoulder. Hmm. And I wonder, when you were in that mode, who's the innocent bystander that caught it? You ever snap on a barista for messing up your praline latte or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was... Um I kind of stayed to myself. My character was kind of like a real lonely character. Eric's a kid, you know what I'm saying, or a man, rather, that um, didn't really have any family, no real friends, and, you know, he spent a lot of time, you know, in his own head. So I didn't really snap on anybody, I don't think. Yeah, I usually just stayed to myself. I didn't really speak that often, you know, like, just kind of like my own, like, presence walking around. I didn't feel like myself, so I, I could see people kind of, like, get out my way a little bit, or, like, they'll see me coming and, like, just avert eyes, you know what I mean? So right. that gave me even more confidence that I was kind of, like, falling deeper into a character. And you called it liberating. What do you miss most about living the Eric life? He was more carefree. He just didn't care, you know? He was unapologetically, like, him, like, through and through. Not that I'm not that myself. He just didn't give a fuck about nothing. It was just a very nonchalant, whatever kind of attitude. And then switching gears a little bit, you know, the hip-hop soundtrack, it used to be such a big deal when you think about movies like Bullworth or Above the Rim or Belly, and then this superhero movie, Against All Odds, seems to be a renaissance in that, and thanks in large part to Kendrick Lamar, and I'm wondering which song rings off hardest for you on the gym playlist? Um, I've been listening to Paramedic a lot. Paramedic's been going hard, and like Ryan somehow managed to, you know, to collaborate with Kendrick and you know, showed him the movie. And uh, his voice, kind of like what he stands for right now, is the perfect fit for this movie. So, yeah, Paramedic right now, I've been blasting pretty hard in the gym. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. The Bronx. S the Bronx, BX. Bronx, baby. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, this is the setup. Yeah, this is the setup. <laughs> I can tell already. This is the setup. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's cool to say nothing. Yeah, it's easy. Keep eating. That's where we want you. Yeah, right now, right? <laughs> Lull you into a false sense of security. <laughs> it didn't throw me off the deep, man. Uh -huh. I get it. Mm -hmm. mm. So the Michael B. Jordan blueprint, it's all about hard work, whether it's three a days in the gym or living with your parents to stay grounded. You seem to embody an almost maniacal-like commitment to success, but we all know that there can be a dark side to greatness. So what I want to do is hit you with some classic rap lyrics about the price of ambition, mm. and I'm just wondering how they hit your ear. Maybe some of them have more truth than others. I'm just curious what your snap reaction is. Does that okay. sound good? Yep. All right, so this first one is from Drake. Lately, I feel the haters eating away at my confidence. They scream out my failures and whisper my accomplishments. As far as, like, what? You mean, like, how does that resonate with me? Yeah. Does that some, ring true to you? No, nah, that doesn't, doesn't ring true to me, but, you know, some, some cold lyrics. It's crazy because Drake's lyrics, you know, for me, usually really, like, you know, ring true. It's the first time I really heard a rapper that's, like, you know, my age, whatever, spitting things that I was actually going through in my life. Kind of how I felt. The transition of success, you know what I'm saying, from coming from where I come from. And, um, yeah, his lyrics usually kind of, like, hit me hit me pretty hard. Let me try another one for you. This yeah. is from Childish Gambino off I'm All Right. Being happy is the goal, but greatness is my vision. And all these girls are thinking they compete with my ambition. Yeah, that rings pretty true to me. Yeah, that's pretty spot on. You know, people don't really understand the sacrifices you got to make. You know, like, your ambition comes first, you know. And um, 
and wanting to be successful and, and, and build that legacy, you usually sacrifice a lot of your own personal life. Two more for you. This next one is from Nas, it's off Trust. I ask myself, do I need love or success? They say the artist that truly suffers, his stuff is the best. Yeah, that rings true also. Yeah, you know, you, you put yourself last in the sense of like having fun or the things you really want to do. You know, when you got to do what you have to do in a way or you feel like you have to do, you know, to get to a place that you, you know, you feel comfortable. Yeah, a lot of times your, your own personal wants take a back seat, whether it's taking care of family, you know what I'm saying, or sacrificing to get to a certain place where you can take care of more people that you care about. So, uh, yeah, that one hits. That hits for me. One more for you. This is also from Nas off Back When. It's pathetic. I don't get the credit I deserve. That's why I hate doing interviews. <laughs> nah, that one doesn't ring true to me. Not saying I don't get the credit I deserve, but yeah, that one's just a dope lyric for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Great, Michael. You ready to move on? Yeah, let's step it up. All right. So this next one is the hot one sauce. So this is still safe. It's still safe. Uh, still safe. Uh, Iron me down. You know what I'm just saying? Suspicious. I'm just saying. I don't never see you get nervous really on here, so <laughs> I got to check you out and just make sure, you know what I'm saying, well, see what I'm dealing with. All right, that one's cool. You like that one? <laughs> yeah, that one's cool. I like that. Yeah, there I, I, I would have uh, had this in my house. Oh. Yeah, I definitely had it in the kitchen. Such a compliment. That's ours, Michael. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. I'm taking that one with me. Hey, we got you a bag, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I know that you commit to every role that you do, and nowhere is that more apparent than in the lore behind Adonis Johnson and Creed. There's this famous clip that's been viewed millions of times online of you taking a brutal right and falling to the mat. And I wonder, is that just another day on set? Is that for that scene specifically? How bad were you taking a beating during that? Yeah, man, Sly just loves to, like, you know, to dish out punishment. I think he likes to see me in pain. He definitely encouraged that whole situation. He was like, hey, man, look, I took real punches during Rocky. You got to take real punches during Creed. I said, hey, man, I got it. If Sly did it, I'm going to do it. Um, but yeah, it was for that specific scene. We, we had shot it in super slow-mo, and um, we were trying to do it at first and just have me kind of go with it, but obviously you could see the gap, you know, it was, right. uh, you could see it from a mile away. So like, I had to take the real punch, and, and Tony, uh, he gave me about 40%, he said. He put about 40% on that punch. It felt like I was in a car accident for three days, man. Like my neck, my spine, the top of my back, it was, uh, it was, it was a tough hit. It but it seemed hit. to gain points with Sly because he tweeted it, and he said, that's called guts. Yeah, he said man. that you got right back up and did it again. Yeah, we did it twice because the first time we didn't even get the shot. Like his glove was in the way and literally blocked the connection or whatever. So we had to do it twice. And um, so crazy because I went down and I was on the mat and I'm just sitting there. And in my head, I'm like, it felt good. It felt, it felt like, you know, it, it looked good. And I was just worried about the producers just coming in and like, you know, just making sure that I wasn't really knocked out and like ruining the take. And I was just, man, just leave, let me be, let me be. And then I popped up and we ended up getting a really good shot. Did you learn anything about this sport from watching Floyd Mayweather train? Um, yeah, man, he's an extremely hard worker, man. He puts so much time into the gym before he steps into the ring that, you know, when it's game time, it's like it doesn't seem like hard work to him. You know, it, it seems like it comes easy, but he already put on all, all the hard work in before he stepped into the ring. And then, too, you know, the boxing movie is a genre. It's really hallowed ground for a lot of actors. And you talk about wearing that punch because it's one of those things where you kind of can't fake it. Exactly. You want the movie to look just right. And I'm wondering, did you study any other boxing films? Are there any other actors that impressed you with their right? And I'll give you a couple. You have, like, Hilary Swank in Million Dollar Baby, Mark Wahlberg, The Fighter, Denzel in The Hurricane, and then your boy Peter Berg. Remember, he was in Great White Hype. Yeah, man. <laughs> that movie's a classic, man. I love that movie, <laughs> Sam. 
Sam Jackson bodied that movie. <laughs> I think uh, Will Smith and Ali, man, he really did an incredible job with that role, and the boxing looked so real and uh, and authentic. Jake Gyllenhaal did a great job in Southpaw um, as well. We kind of did both our films around the same time. Yeah, 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 those, those performances really stuck with me. Mark Wahlberg killed it, too. The Fighter was a great movie. All right, you ready to move on, Michael? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this next one is the Hamajang. Okay. Out of Hawaii. Smoked ghost pepper. Mm-hmm. I heard about them. Yeah, that one creeps a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it creeps. Starting to turn the knob a little. Just bit a little right bit. Here. Just a little something. Okay. We inch you up. We yeah. inch you up, Michael. I went from two bites to like a nibble. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. <laughs> All right, Michael, so we have a recurring segment on our show called Explain That Graham. We do a deep dive on our guest's Instagram, pull interesting mm. pictures that need more context. So I'll bust out the laptop, I'll show you the picture, and then you just tell me the bigger story. Does that sound good? Sounds perfect. All right. Up first, with the God. Oh, man. Jonah Hill. Yeah, that's my dude, man. We were going to see um, Kanye in New York, and um, yeah, we ran into each other backstage. We always randomly run into each other at different events or whatnot. And yeah, we, we, we popped the photo. I was talking about his beard. I was, I was jealous because, you know, it's kind of hard for me to connect mine. You know what I'm saying? And then we got, you know, Q-Tip in the back randomly. I saw him in the back. I was like, oh, snap, that's Tip in the back. Oh. Um, yeah, it became a little a, Easter egg. Yeah, it became a cool photo. Couple more for you. Now, this is quite the all-star weekend. I have two for one on this. We have Drake here. We got Brownie. Yeah, and Brown. Yeah, man. That was a big year for me, man. That was the first time I actually met Drake. We were in uh, New Orleans. Yeah, man. Walking by, you know, say what up to him. We exchanged info. And, you know, we've, we've been cool ever since. So that was a cool moment. And then, like, uh, Brownie was, uh, yeah, it's always a lot of love with him, man. He's the greatest. So it's cool to, like, see him in his element. Couple more for ya. Yeah, it's all basketball games. Yeah, you always see me in basketball we games. We almost made it a all-star weekend themed explain that Graham for Michael B. Jordan. We're this close. This close. But then you seem to cross paths with ASAP every once in a while, too. These guys seem to be passing ships at yeah, times. Yeah, man, extremely talented. You know what I'm saying? His, his manager, Chase, is you know a buddy of mine. And yeah, we just randomly, I was in New York, I think promoting at that time, and just so happened to sit next to him. We kicked it during the game, and that's when we became cool. But yeah, I, I got a chance to kick with him overseas and whatnot. He's a cool cat. Him and his whole crew is, is pretty dope. And then one more for you. Another two-parter, because it's great. But this is what hey. I'm saying. We have you and Jay-Z at the Met Gala. Yeah. And then, speaking of basketball games, because this is also an amazing <laughs> courtside seat, what do you remember about the Met Gala with Jay? Man, it was, um, I was almost nervous to get up, go, get up and go over to say something to him because him and Beyonce and you know, the Met Gala, you know, it's everybody there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, man, I got to come over here and just like, you know, give him his respect and just tell him how much, you know, he had an impact on, uh, on me and how, how much he motivated me as, um, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a black man. It, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a cool moment. And he was just like, you know, he just put his hand around me, you know what I'm saying, let's take this flick. And then we, we caught a moment, you know, that was, that was a cool moment for me. And then did the the courtside did that come after this or yeah this? that was all star that was all star weekend ironically enough in New Orleans again but years later yeah and two uh, years later that was the first time I had performed I had opened up with the Roots that time and and uh, <laughs> I was so nervous because I knew Jay was going to be there and I was like all right I'm about to like I didn't know I was going to be rapping like that I thought it was going to be more a spoken word because I told me he was like yeah we're going to do a little I want you to do a little spoken word I'm like okay cool I can do spoken word that's that's not hard and then we go for sound check and rehearsals and it's like I'm on this elevator. I'm popping up out of the stage. Got background dances. It was like smoke and fire and shit like that. I was like, oh man, this is like this is aggressive. Got the little in 
Mayor's joint, and I'm like, yo, I was not prepared for this. And um, and I ended up, you know, going out there and doing it, kind of leaving it all out on the stage. And then when I went and sat down, Jay was like, man, you, you, he said, I, I wasn't sure at first. He said, but after you got into your groove, he said, you killed it. And after getting his uh, his stamp of approval, you know, that was that's all I need to hear. No one can say anything. Yeah, I ain't got to do no more. I said, done. Rap career finished. <laughs> Beginning, end, over, done. <laughs> there it is. Explain that, Graham. Beginning, end, over, done. That's it. You ready to move on, Michael? Let's do it. All right, so this next one is the karma sauce. Karma? Karma that comes back kicking your ass? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll turn the heat up? This <laughs> ah, yeah, 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 that goes. Mm-hmm. So your commitment to the gym is no surprise to those who follow you on Instagram, but some might be shocked to learn that you're actually a very committed eater. Is it true that during the Creed training, mm-hmm. you took your cheat days so seriously that you'd wake up early so that you'd have extra hours to feast? Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> you're good, man. You can do your research, man. Um, Yeah, I would, uh, man, that's real. Mm-hmm. I would get up like an extra hour just so I can get another breakfast in. So like, I would get up and go down to the spot called Honey Sit and Eat which is one of the spots down there in Philly. French toast, you know, eggs, you know, the works. Mm, that is real. That is real. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, what are y'all doing to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice way to start the press day. Yeah, you know? right? Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I'm definitely a big eater, man. Food food is, a, is, is, a, is important to me, man. I, I just enjoy food, you know? So, yeah, wake up early, eat. Eat more. When you're coming up and living off of 7-Eleven as a youth, hey. what was your go-to way to stretch a dollar at the convenience store? Arizona 99 cent. Arizona's that's not at 99 cent no more, which pisses me <laughs> off because it says it on the can, but it's like a dollar oh four now. It's like what? What's going on? So uh, Arizona's uh, used to get the the frozen pizzas, the hot pockets, the uh, ramen. You know what I'm saying? A couple noodle joints. Mm-hmm. And then I would get white cheddar popcorn, spicy nacho Doritos, uh, the the uh, flame of hot Cheetos, and then get the nacho cheese from the um, the nacho machine Damn, with the jalapenos on it. All that in one bag and just like air that out. That was that was my uh, that was my go to. There it is. There it is. You ready to move on, Michael? Nah, man, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but let's, but let's do this. I feel like this is the one. This 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 is it. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when is it cool to drink? It's, you know what, there's no rules. There's no rules? There's no rules. You can go. You Has can anybody go. got through the whole thing without drinking? It's happened like two or three times. All right, cool. Let me see if I can get to my limit. I know that you're a competitive <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, let me, let me see. I keep looking over there like, okay, which one am I going to go for? <laughs> Is it true that you form tackled director Peter Berg during your Friday Night Lights audition? Yeah, I did. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, how do you guys get this information, man? I was inside the audition room. Uh, yeah, um, then you got people. You got me trying to remember old shit, mm-hmm. like mouth burning. Sauce. I'm like, what? Trying to reminisce? It's the hot ones experience. Stuff. Oh man, um, I was auditioning for Vince. And he had me improv. He was talking, you know, talking me through like how to get my team hype. You know, what I'm saying you the QB. You know, what I'm saying talk to your guys in the huddle, et cetera, et cetera. And he was playing a defensive player, and he was like, you know, talking shit across the line. And he was started ad libbing and going off on a little tangent or whatever. And he got me so fired up that in my mind I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tackle this dude. I'm just like, just go ahead and just go for it. You know, like what they're going to do? Like, you know, I'm not going to get the role. I guess you know what I'm saying? Like, what, the, yeah, exactly. I had nothing to lose. So. 
I just kind of went over and tackled him. And he was a good sport about it. Like, he really dug it. And I think that was the, kind of, like, one of the moments or, you know, one of the key decisions in, like, me actually getting the role was the fact that I, you know, took it to that level and went over and tackled him. And then I know that some directors, they're very protective about all the lines in the script. They're very strict about it. But from what I understand about Friday Night Lights, it's very just let the cameras roll and then exactly. whatever happens, happens. And as a young actor, what was the bigger challenge, learning to improvise or learning to play quarterback without looking like a goofball on TV? Oh, man, I think... Uh, uh, ah, man, I've always been pretty athletic, you know what I'm saying, and competitive with sports. So, like, you know, you know, the whole football thing, I will put the time in. Like, I will work out, you know. I will, we'll A couple over, hours in the morning, right? Go over to UT, you know what I'm saying, get out on the field, you know, get some get some reps in. I want to kind of, like, look like a real, a real football player. And when it comes to the improv stuff, I think it was the best thing for me at that time because I just learned to just, like, you know, you know, in the moment, just kind of like go with things and, and, and just like live in the moment and listen. That's one of the key things about, act, you know, acting. I feel like, you know, you have to listen very well. And uh, yeah, Pete would have cameras roaming. He would be yelling at cameras from Video Village, talking to the actors, and we would just kind of stay in it and just like, it was like shooting a play almost, which was pretty, it was pretty cool. If you were to just chuck a football with everything that you have right mm-hmm. now, what are we talking? 30, 40 yards? Or can you just bomb that thing like Andrew Luck? Nah, it'll probably, I could probably get like 60. I could probably get 60 yards. Like, I'm, I'm confident in that. Like, warm, like, warm up for a little bit, like, fresh. Like, we can go right now. I could probably drop it 60. All right, I got a parking lot. Yeah. I got a parking lot with our name on it. I know I'm going to get shit with somebody. Y'all can call me out. We can do it too. <laughs> whenever, whenever. All right, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. So, the next one is the bomb. Yeah, this is the one I was looking at me since I walked in. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, the whole beyond insanity thing is like, you know, that's that's aggressive. Mm-hmm. It's very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, I don't even taste like flavor, bro. That's like Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes straight to the to the back of the tongue, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very smoky. Is that what you call it? Yeah, what would you call it? Fucking hot. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. So your work spans so many genres, you know, from the sorority girl who just came off a Friday Night Lights binge to the real Sopranos diehards. I'm sure that you get approached by so many different kinds of people. Do you still get recognized from The Wire? Do people scream, where's Wallace at you on the street in 2018? Ooh, man, bro. Mike drooling. Uh, I feel as bad. Okay. Um, I have nothing to prove. Ooh, yeah, I know, right? What was the question again, man? Do you still get recognized from The Wire? Do people scream, where's Wallace at Michael B. Jordan in 2018? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, where's Wallace? Yeah, I get that a lot. Um, which makes me feel all types of ways. It's like, all right, I'm, I'm glad that people you know, remember this role for over 15 years ago, but did I grow up a little bit? Do I look any different? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they holler, where's Wallace, like, all the time. Has a Friday Night Lights fan ever approached you with some crazy theory for what they think happened with Vince Howard's football career? Yeah, they got some that maybe became a football coach. Did he go to the NFL? Did he go to CFL? Like, what happened? What was his whole um, his whole trajectory? That is real, bro. Because it's like creeping up and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all are messed up. And then, you uh. know... For better or worse, when you star in superhero movies, you end up face-to-face with comic book purists and some of the most passionate fans in the world. You know what? It's hard to like look at you and actually really try to care about what the fuck you said. Uh-huh. It's like so tough. It's like, I'm like, yo, I don't care what he's talking about right now. Like, what? It's Say just it. a fight for survival. <laughs> All right, one more time. I'm sorry. I'm here. All right. And then, you know, when you star in superhero movies, mm-hmm. you end up face-to-face with 
comic book purists and some of the most passionate fans mm -hmm. in the world. And I'm wondering when you're walking the grounds on Comic-Con, mm. what's one sort of fan interaction that you appreciate as somebody who grew up around comic books and then one fan interaction that makes you just want to run back to the hotel and throw the curtains? I think somebody who, like, I mean, they know more comic book history than I do. I mean, they're on top of the game. So somebody that can come back and tell me a little bit about a character that I didn't know, like so maybe somebody that I played, whether it be, you know, Human Torch or Eric Killmonger or something like that. I could always appreciate, you know, somebody kind of telling me something I didn't know. I was like, okay, cool, that's dope. I never, I never knew that. Um, or somebody dressed up as the character, someone that goes, you know, the extra mile to go out the way, make a costume and show up. I think that's that's super dope and special. Uh, makes me run the other way. Whew, like a flock of fans, you know what I'm saying? Like big groups that they, they kind of like swarm on you a little bit. So it's like you got to kind of like gauge it. Like, is this dangerous? Is, can this get out of hand? And then once you kind of like, you make that quick decision, and I'm I'm out of there. Out of there. Yeah, yeah. How many more we got, man? Let's just get these off the table. I don't even want to look at these. these. All right, these guys. All right. Two more left. Yeah. So this one Ooh. is Mad Dog 357 with number nine plutonium. Mm, number nine plutonium. Is that what it says? Yeah, okay, it really does. Nine plutonium. That, mm -hmm. that means, like, death to humans, huh? Yeah. yeah. So I try not to ask any questions, you know? Like, as somebody who's done this now... A hundred times. It's like, I don't want to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 25th anniversary. You got a special bottle. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, this is it, huh? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you don't even know how hot it is. So you like try to hurry up and chew it in. You know, so I would, mm. Okay, there you go. Mm. <clears throat> I find when we have athletes in here, uh -huh. I oftentimes see the sort of... Uh, gym quality to them the sort of like just three more you know like that sort of thing and yeah, i see yeah, that yeah. in your eyes right now yeah is that what you see in my eyes this is <laughs> it's like rob gronkowski it's, all over again it's like fear <laughs> <laughs> Woo! uh-huh yeah you know what i'm saying one more rep you know what I'm saying? just one more just yeah, one more that's one how more, you gotta do even the way that you put two in front that yeah. you're like this whatever that's it's um that's a mind over matter situation without a doubt this is this is uh mental strength at its finest you know what i'm saying is sneaking your secret handshake into NBA 2K17 the most underrated accomplishment of your career? To all my boys back home in Jersey, yeah, for sure. That was definitely one I had to do for them. Um, yeah, we we uh we got that. We uh we made that happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Whoo, man! You're stuck in your trailer for six hours between shoots. What's mm. one video game, one anime series, and one book that you need to hold you over? One more time, bro. Just give me, get it to me one more time. Wait, which one? This is the this almond milk. That's the know. almond. That's the two percent. The old double barrel oh, milk. Oh man, milk. I'm really trying real hard to like hold on to this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're almost Ooh. there. You're almost there. What was the question again? You're stuck in your trailer uh -huh. for six hours between shoots. Yeah. What's one anime series, one book, and then one video game that you need to hold you over? Uh. One Punch Man, or anime series, one book. Uh, I can reread The Alchemist a million times because you can always pull something different from it. What was the third thing? Video game. Video game. Oh, Call of Duty. Uh, hands down, Call of Duty. I could play, spend hours playing that game. Yeah. All right, Michael B. Jordan. Woo! This. So wait, why are we shaking it up, though? Because we already got... It's already there, though. That's it is. It is already there, but, but it's tradition around here Man, bro, to put I, a little extra <coughs> on the last wing. You don't have to if you don't want to. 
Okay. You don't have to if you don't want to. Okay. I mean, you did it. I, I kind of like, how can I? I had a feeling that's where this is I'm going. Gonna... Yeah, a little schmear action. Yeah, I'm going to. Control it a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all we need. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's enough. I'm going to. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Oh. Milk doesn't doesn't help. That's there's no sort of just shake nah, it clean nah, situation. Nah, nah. You know, you're kind of just caught in the hot sauce soup. All right, let's uh, yeah, yeah cheers, yeah, Michael. Cheers, man. Yeah, yeah. The last dab. That's the irony. Oh man. Mmm, my lips burn, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Michael B. Jordan, oh, I know that your view of media is that you can't really say anything off the top of your head or in jest for the risk that it might be taken out of context. Yeah. I can't say I blame you, but that's not going to stop us from putting you on your heels now <laughs> with 10 scorching hot chicken wings Ooh. coursing through you. Uh-huh. So I'm going to hit you with some this or that, and I'm just curious how you're going to tiptoe your way through the minefield on this one. Okay? <laughs> Pick one, Steph Curry or James Harden? Uh, James Harden. Why? He's got a beard. <laughs> He's got a beard. Yep. That's what I'm going with. Who would you rather have a five-course dinner with, Leonardo DiCaprio or Malcolm Gladwell? I had, I had a dinner with Malcolm Gladwell already. I'm going Leo. One's got to go. Rocky. Rocky 2. Rocky 3. Rocky 4. Rocky 5. 5. What was more challenging, clearing these wings on hot ones or navigating your way through the Welsh wilderness with Bear Grylls? Uh... Oh man, hot ones, hot ones, hot ones, hot ones. You heard that, Bear? Hot you ones. heard that, Bear? <laughs> We're coming for the throne, my man. Watch the crown. And Michael B. Jordan, look Ooh. at you getting through the hot ones gauntlet. Ooh. One sip of milk, let the record show. Yeah. Uh-huh. So impressive. And now there's nothing left to do but roll out the red carpet for you, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, man, bro. Let the people know what you have going on in your Ooh. life. Oh, and I got to talk about some shit? If you want to. Uh, you know, Black Panther in theaters, February 16th. Y'all make sure you come out and see it. It's a movement, culturally speaking. You know what I'm saying? All, all walks of life. You guys are welcome. You know, it's for everybody. Production company Outlier Society. We're producing as much things as we can. Uh, film, television, animation, video games, VR, non-scripted. You know, we we got our hands in everything. And um, yeah, man, all the strong women out there continue. You know, what I'm saying to be you unapologetically. Your time is coming. You know, what I'm saying it's it's a uh, it's real. And uh, yeah, I love my family, my mom, dad, sister, brother, all my family and friends. Rock out. Yeah. Good job, Michael. Good job. I appreciate it. Man. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.